Hey there, it's Pete Mundo. Thanks for checking out this week's uh, radio show, Flip It Into a Podcast, and appreciate you joining us. Please rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We'll give you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. If you do that, you just got to send me an email, a screenshot of the rating and review. It's Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Have a great week. Enjoy the show. We'll talk to you soon. Well, let's keep it rolling on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. We're your Big 12 independent digital media outlet. Let's say hello to Jake Trotter. Many of you, all of you know him, of course, if you're a Big 12 fan. Been covering the conference for a year. Spent a lot of time around the conference. He got a big uh, gig, a big promotion a few weeks back. He is heading to Cleveland. He will be covering the Browns for ESPN. Uh, Jay, congratulations. First off, I wanted to make sure we got you on the show before you left us here in the Big 12 for good. I know you got a lot of great things on the horizon, though. I appreciate that. have really enjoyed covering uh, teams in the conference for the last several years. And, you know, this was an opportunity that I you know, felt like I had to take, uh, you know, couldn't turn down. But um, I, I really enjoyed what I was doing, and so I'll definitely miss uh, covering the teams in the Big 12 and college football as a whole. Well, uh, Jake, let's let's talk about the Big 12 as you kind of put a bow on that part of your career, at least for now. As you look back on your tenure, uh, what, what is the game, the moment that you think back to that this just kind of sticks out in your mind more than any others? Uh, I think that the, the best game I ever covered was the 2008 Red River Showdown, Colt McCoy versus Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Texas won that game 45-35. It was a little bit of an upset. Uh, Oklahoma, I believe, was up 14-3, and then Jordan Shipley takes a kick return for a touchdown. OU had a, a, an injury at linebacker, and those two things completely changed the game. But just from like a, wow, look at these quarterbacks who are on fire. Mm-hmm. It was such a well-played game. Um, to me, that's the best game I, I've ever covered that was in the Big 12. I would put the uh, I would put the, the Rose Bowl between Oklahoma and Georgia up there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an incredible game to be at. And I, I actually was at Ohio State-Michigan in 2006, which was number one versus number two at the time. But 08 Red River uh, really sticks out to me. But, man, I, I have covered a lot of great games and a lot of great players, uh, Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, in the Big 12. So it's it's been a lot of fun, you know, when you go from 2007 through the 2018 season. A lot of good players have come through the league during then. Yeah, absolutely. Jake Trotter's our guest. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly. Okay, uh, Jake, when you look at this conference, um, it is it is very healthy right now. The revenue numbers are coming in. They're third for the conference behind the SEC and the Big Ten. What do you attribute the improving and the health of this conference to as you look back on the past several years? I think, number one, that the, the conference has started to win games again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when, when there was all this consternation around the league in 2016, at the end of the day, if, if Oklahoma and Texas would just start winning, it felt like everything would calm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma's been to the playoff three out of the last four years. Um, Texas is finally getting back to the level they were at in the heyday of the Mac Brown era. And, you know, you've seen other other programs, uh, you know, that have had their moments too, whether it's, you know, West Virginia or Oklahoma State or TCU. So I think that, that that's number one. Number, number two, 
uh, there's always going to be a conference out there that people talk about as quote unquote psychologically disadvantaged. And for, for about seven years, it was the Big 12. Really, from the time Nebraska left uh, up until through the 20s, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You know, is the Big 12 going to dissolve? Was the question everybody was asked. Does the Big 12 have to do something drastic like expand in order to have a chance of surviving? Well, in the years since, the last three years, the Pac-12 has supplanted the Big 12 in that role. The Pac-12 is not distributing any money through the Pac-12 network. Um, their teams are across multiple sports, whether that's you know men's basketball uh, or or football. Um, you know, the, the, the Pac-12 has only been to the playoff once. They got absolutely wiped out in that game mm-hmm. um, in the last uh, was it three or four years since Oregon uh, with Washington getting beat down by. By Alabama, so um, I, I think a combination of all those factors have left people talking about the Pac-12. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the, the Big Twelve distributing more money um, than, than the Pac-12. I mean, that's that's a, that that margin is only widening. Um, you know, despite the uh, the populations on the West Coast. So I mean, I, I think you know when you win, uh, you recruit at a higher level. That gives you more players to put into the NFL, which allows you to recruit at a higher level. I mean, Oklahoma, for example, I mean, they've got five-star quarterbacks coming in left and right because they've had back-to-back number one overall draft picks. So it's very cyclical, um, and I think the Big 12 has really changed the narrative about what kind of league it is. I mean, they still need to win the national championship. That's something still left out there. But um, as far as being the conference everybody picks on, um, it's no longer the Big 12, and, and I think that has allowed the Big 12 to quietly reassert from a position of strength which is important because we have the television uh, negotiations coming up here in, in three and four years, which are really going to make a huge difference in terms of, you know, what conferences are, uh, are positioned to, to be strong going forward, too. Yeah, absolutely. Jake Trotter is joining us here on uh, Heartland College Sports Weekly. I'm Pete Mundo. Jake, when you look at the leadership in this conference, how much credit does Bob Bowlesby get? How much credit do we give to the fact that, you know, as much success as David Bourne had at OU, he kind of liked to stir the pot sometimes. Are those factors as well here? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, – when the Big 12 was perceived to be having problems or, or not being stable, um, you know, I almost felt like if the Big 12 had just shut up, that that some of that would go away. I mean, psychologically disadvantaged was coined by by David Bourne. I mean, he couldn't have given the, the Big 12 a worse brand. Yep. At that point, so um, I think I think the other presidents deserve a lot of credit. I think Bullsby obviously deserves a lot of credit for kind of keeping things moving forward and, and kind of outlasting that moment of instability. And, and, and uh, I mean, really like the big 12 is you'd asked me three years ago, if the big 12 was going to survive past the right deal, I would have said, you know, 2024, 2025, I said, you know, probably very unlikely at this point. Now I'd be stunned if the big 12 mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. survive past the right deal. So over the last three years, uh, leadership in the league has done a, a tremendous job of, of riding the ship. Jake, uh, when you look at the conference this year, I mean, everyone's predicting kind of back to the old ways, like you mentioned, of OU and Texas winning again. Uh, Texas loses nine starters on defense, losing a few guys on the uh, offensive line as well. Um, When you look at this team, are are we um, in the media maybe overrating Texas again because of the fact that they won 10 games, they got the biggest Sugar Bowl win? Are we as a media going down this path again accidentally? 
I don't think so. I think this is different, and and really for one primary reason, and maybe a couple. Uh, when Texas was dominating, uh, you know, through the, uh, the the turn of the millennium, through the 2000s, they had Vince Young, they had Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. they had one of, if not the best quarterback in the country, for several years. Uh, from 2010 up until, they haven't had that. They haven't had a quarterback that was even top five in the Big 12, much less top five in the country. They have a guy who is of that caliber now. Now, I don't know, you know, where I would rank Ellinger on the quarterback packing order. You know, he's behind Trevor Lawrence. He's behind Tua. But he is a top five to seven quarterback nationally going into the season. And when you have a guy like that, you have a chance to win the Big 12. You have a chance to get to the college football playoff. To me right now, there are six and a half teams that I think are capable of making the playoff. And Texas is that the half team. Um, the schedule's tough early on, especially with LSU and Oklahoma. And I just want to see a little bit more. Uh, but really, to me, it's Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, Oklahoma, and then Texas would be the seventh team that I think is equipped to, to make a run to the playoffs. So um, they're going to be young defensively, but they're super talented. Um, I think their running game will be better this year than it's been, which is going to be a huge key for keeping Ellinger upright. Uh, you know, I think with, with Colin Johnson, they're going to be, uh, they're you know going to have a, a bona fide number one, you know, go to wideout. So I think I think all of that, and then the head coach Tom Herman going into year three, um, you know, as good as he's been in the big games, you know, especially when he's been an underdog. Um, you know, I think that all of that put together makes Texas uh, as close as it's been to being back since since 2009. I don't know if they're all the way quite there mm-hmm. because Texas being back means Texas winning the national championship. Yeah. or at least playing in a national championship game. I don't think they're back to that level, but they're really close. And let's face it, I mean, who was at that level after Alabama and Clemson? Probably nobody right now. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mentioned there are six and a half teams that can make the playoffs. There's probably only two that can win it, yeah. and, and, and those are Alabama and Clemson. Jake Trotter's joining us here at ESPN.com. He is leaving the Big 12 coverage. He's going to cover the Cleveland Browns, but we had to get him on before uh, before he left the Big 12 for good. Jake, when you look at the pecking order in the Big 12, uh, with Texas being down, it's kind of been a mishmash of teams that have factored in there at the top of the food chain behind Oklahoma, whether it's TCU for a time being, Oklahoma State, uh, Baylor had its day. What are you looking at right now? If we're looking at OU Texas, who is the team that is most likely to potentially crash that party? Well, if if I were filling out a preseason bowl, I'd have Iowa State number three. I think that they are – the most solid team after Oklahoma and Texas with Brock Purdy and Matt Campbell. And um, I think they'd be really good defensively again. However, I, I do think that TCU and Oklahoma state have a higher ceiling. Now their floor is lower too than Iowa state. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think teams pending quarterback play uh, could be really dangerous and factor in the conference title race, you know, Oklahoma state, they've got Tylen Wallace, uh, you know, one of the best receivers in the country coming back this season, uh, Chuba Hub, legit number one back. Uh, I think they'll be better on the offensive line. Uh, the key for them is, is quarterback. And the top quarterback recruits coming out of the state of Texas two years ago, he redshirted last year. Uh, you know, I, I hear good things about him, but we got to see it. And if he is legit, then they have a chance to be pretty scary offensively. Uh, and then TCU, you know, you look at their team, and, and they're very solid in a lot of different areas. Got Jalen Rager, um, you know, all Big 12 caliber wideout. Uh, they'll get Ross Blacklock back at defensive line. Uh, you know, that was a, a key injury for them that they, they suffered in August losing him. He might've been the best defensive tackle 
in the league going into the season. Um, but they have like a, 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 a bona fide five-way quarterback battle, which is sort of unheard of. I mean, I don't know who's going to win that job. Um, they've, they've, they've got candidates with injury concerns. They've got candidates transferring in, um, you know, all kinds of different guys, whether it's Alex Delton or, or uh, Justin Rogers or uh, um, it, whoever wins that job. If that player uh, is is above average to really good, then TCU has a chance to make the, the Big 12 title game as well. I mean, think Kenny Hill a couple of years ago. You know, Kenny Hill won the best quarterback in the Big 12, but he was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And that was good enough to get TCU uh, to Arlington. If they get that kind of quarterback play, they could be a dangerous team as well. But if Oklahoma State, TCU, if they struggle at quarterback, I mean, you know, it's not unthinkable that either one of those teams could miss a bowl game. So it's going to be really interesting to see – um, you know, how quarterback play impact, impacts uh, the uh, fortunes of those two. Last thing for you, Jake, uh, four new head coaches in this conference that unfortunately uh, you won't be able to cover at Tech, West Virginia, KU, and K-State. Of course, you got Kleiman, Miles, Neil Brown, and uh, at Texas Tech you have Matt Wells. Which one of these guys are you most intrigued by just to see what they do from afar and how they handle the new job? Well, I mean, I think Les is the most intriguing. You know, he's the most well-known of those mm-hmm. coaches. And, you know, it, can he can he do anything at Kansas? I mean, and that, that sounds bad, but um, they have been so uh, overwhelmed, really, going back uh, when, when, when Mangino was fired, uh, that uh, even if they won three or four games, I think it would be a huge step forward for them. Um, I'm scared to get there. I mean, I think that the court is – uh, and they're way bit, they were way more competitive last year with David Beatty than they were the first year uh, he took over, but they still have such a long ways to go. Uh, so I, I think how Les reacts to that is going to be uh, pretty interesting. Um, you know, West Virginia, I, I think that, that uh, Neil Brown's going to do a really good job there. Uh, they lost a lot of guys off last year's team. Um, I think it's going to take them a little while uh, to, to rebuild. You know, I think Kansas State, um, you know, a lot of, uh, explosive talent coming back at the skill positions. Uh, so I think it's going to be a little bit of a tough sled there. Um, you know, the one team that, uh, you know, those four that I think uh, could, could make a run is Texas Tech because uh, even though Tech, you know, had the, had the rough season last year, not making a, a bowl game, um, if Alan Bowman stays healthy, doesn't have the lung issue, uh, I think that's a team to generate games. Uh, you know, they had Oklahoma on the ropes before uh, he went down at halftime of that game. Um, you know, they gave Iowa State all it wanted in Ames uh, last year. And they just, you know, once he got hurt, they just didn't have enough quarterback play to overcome it. But, um, you know, Jack Anderson is a, is, is a big-time offensive guard. Um, they've got some, some talent at wide receiver. Uh, you know, they, they lose some guys defensively, but, you know, Jordan Brooks and, at linebacker and some others are back. Um, that, that is a team I think that could be – uh, you know, seven and five and really take a nice step forward, uh, you know, in Matt Wells' first year. So, uh, you know, of those four, I think Texas Tech, because of the quarterback, has a chance to be mm-hmm. the best. But it is going to be really interesting. I mean, you know, Kleiman replacing a legend of Bill Snyder. Um, you know, the Kansas State fans really wanted a change because uh, the Wildcats have kind of stagnated out uh, in Bill's last couple of years. But um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they – uh, have a little bit of, uh, of regret about that because, you know, really up until the last couple of years, Kansas State was still, uh, uh, they would always exceed expectations. And um, I think that's going to be tough for K-State because, um, you know, sort of the, the, the lack of proven talent. 
He's Jake Trotter. I know many of you followed him for a long time here as he was uh, part of this Big 12 conference. He's now off to Cleveland, covering the Cleveland Browns for ESPN. Jake, we'll miss your insights here in the Big 12. Really appreciate it, and best of luck. I appreciate it. Good luck uh, uh, this year, and, and enjoy the upcoming college football season in the Big 12. We definitely will. And there he is, Jake Trotter, ESPN.com. Thanks to Jake. All right, please leave us a rating, review, subscribe. It helps us out a ton, and we'll send you a free koozie if you do it. Just email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Actually, we won't. We're off next week. We'll talk to you in two weeks. All right? Enjoy the July 4th. Talk to you soon.